Well, welcome back. and May the peace of the Lord be upon each and every one of you that have tuned in today. Welcome to another message, exciting message on spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry. One part of Pastor Davenport Ministries, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light. A non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, where as I look at our temperature gauge right now, it says partly sunny and a <laughs> and a cool 116 degrees right now. That's why you're hearing the air conditioning working hard in the background. Well, praise the Lord. We reach out to, to 17 different countries around the world with this broadcast. And you are in one of those countries listening to the sound of my voice today. And I welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hello, I am Pastor Davenport, and I thank you for tuning into our broadcast this Sunday. Twice each week, I present an exciting new message from God's Word, exploring the true meaning of spiritual awareness for today's churches and how it affects us in today's world. You see, I believe that God has, has a spiritual awakening for all of us as Christians and for those in the world's churches around us. So I ask you to hold on as we embark on a new journey together on this Sunday morning in God's holy word. So let's get started. Father, you hasten your word to perform it. And I believe and I confess that everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice is a disciple of Christ or is headed that way. They've been taught of you, Lord, and they are obedient to your will. Great is their peace and their understanding and their undisturbed composure. Those that are listening to the sound of my voice today has you in person for his or her teacher. Those that are listening today listened and learned from you and have come to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Those that are listening to this broadcast continues to hold to the things that they have learned and of which they are convinced. Many from childhood has had knowledge of and have been acquainted with the word of God, which is able to instruct them and have given them the understanding of salvation which comes through faith in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, I will pray that you will heal those that are in need of healing, that you will lead those that are in need of being led, and that you will compense those that need to be restored and comfort to those that need to be comforted. Jesus gives those that are in need that come before him eternal life. Those shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages to all eternity. 
for those shall never by any means be destroyed. You, Heavenly Father, have given to all of us to Jesus Christ. You are greater and mightier than all else. No one is able to snatch those that are, are listening today that have committed to Jesus Christ out of your hand, Father. And I pray and I believe that those that are listening comes to you willingly and will always serve you Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we say to Satan and every hindering spirit, you are bound in those listeners' lives right now in Jesus' name. For those that are listening to this broadcast have become a fellow heir with Christ Jesus, the Messiah, and shares in all he has for them and holds the first newborn confidence and original assured expectations, firm and unshaken to the very end. Those listeners cast not away their confidence, for it has great compense of reward. And we thank you, Lord God, for giving all these listeners wisdom and revelation, quickening them to your word. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. That these listeners, these prayer partners, these prayer warriors, these shepherds of prayer enjoy fellowship with you and Jesus Christ and with fellow believers as we speak it now in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Glory to God. Well, I've had so many emails and so many letters written in lately on people are de totally depressed, discouraged, this critical race theory. Uh, you know, I don't know any racist. I've not seen that any of this going on in America today. And yet, it's reported on the news constantly, constantly. I don't see it. But I get letters, people being discouraged, people, the parents don't want to send their kids to school anymore because it's being taught in the school. So I thought I would preach on this, how to defeat discouragement. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please. You should have your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, you need to get a Bible when you're when you're listening to this broadcast. Turn your Bibles, please, to Numbers chapter twenty, the twenty-first chapter, verse four, and we'll we'll speak today on how to defeat discouragement. You know, Americans are sinking into an emotional rut, into a, a mental pit, if you will, and perhaps it's going to be a bottomless pit the way things are going. A bottomless pit of despair and discouragement. According to the Associated Press, we're concerned about our national debt, which is growing by the moment. 
I mean, we're looking at, you know, another, uh, the current administration putting us in another $6 trillion in debt. People don't want to go to work because they can sit home and draw unemployment and make more money at home. Uh, I have a friend who owns a restaurant over here in Bullhead City, and he cannot, uh, he cannot keep employees. They, you know, they, they'd rather sit at home and draw unemployment. Uh, right now, he's getting, he's, he's, he's having to go to the high school and try to hire kids. Um, he can't find waiters. He can't find waitresses. He can't find cooks. Can't find bus people uh, because of it. Um, it's terrible. So according to, to the national uh, economy, people are concerned about inflation. Now this is, this is, we haven't had this in years and years and years. Our country is divided over politics. We're concerned about America's future in the world. We're concerned about Iraq, Afghanistan, North Korea, Iran, and and we're just we're just totally discouraged. And we're looking at ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox News, and it's all just constantly beating us up. And I want to say this morning discouragement is not a sin say that with me discouragement is not a sin job said curse the day i was born how many of you can see discouragement in that statement i certainly hope so gideon said if god before us why has all of this befallen us have you ever gone through a difficult trial and said God, if you're really with me, why am I going through this? If this is the blessings of the Lord, I surely don't want the burdens. John the Bob, Bob, Baptist said, well, <laughs> while he was in prison awaiting his execution, art thou the Christ, or do we look for another? He was talking about his cousin Jesus. He knew he he knew who he was from his birth. Many of you that are listening to this broadcast this morning are suffering from severe discouragement. Millions of Americans are going through the greatest trials and tribulations of their lives. You smile has disappeared into sobs. Your hopes have been shattered. Your dreams have been crushed. Your pillow is wet at night with tears that slip down your face, known only to God and to yourself. As you walk across that lonely and bleak personal gasetomy, you tried your best and you faced or you failed and you have dreadfully failed. Discouragement has seized you 
and like a, a beast with a thousand tentacles robbing you of the joy and the peace and of your reason for living. And whenever your finance go down, discouragement arrives. Whenever your marriage fails and your children are scattered like straw in a tornado, discouragement devours you. When your health begins to fail and you just know that it's cancer, discouragement seizes your mind. It, it marks your face uh, with lines of discouragement. Satan says, where is your God now? Where is the God when you really need him? When your children disappoint you, when your best friends accuse you falsely and unjustly, when the avalanche of discouragement uh, buries your soul and life has no meaning and there is no joy and there is no peace, what do you do? You remember what David did when he was severely disappointed. He said, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? He reviewed his motive and his reasoning. And he said, hope thou in God. Say that with me. Hope thou in God. Say it again. Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him, my Savior and my God. When Satan whispers to you, your health is gone, I want you to shout back, Yet shall I praise him. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my shield and my buckler. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord my God that healeth me. He is Jesus Christ, the great physician. He will not leave me nor forsake me. What he has done, he can still do. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did by the Sea of Galilee, hallelujah, he'll do wherever I may go. He will do it in Ashworth. He'll do it on the ranch. He will do it around the world, wherever you may be in the sound of my voice. Christ will do it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you reach your hands to heaven? Somebody shout amen and amen. Glory to God. I reject disappointment. I reject disappointment. I reject fear. I reject it all. And I receive my healing. I receive my healing through Christ the Lord. Woo-wee! I tell you, hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. When your finances are gone and destroyed, you lift your hands and you say, Yet will I praise Him because He is Jehovah Jireh. My provider, today the Bible says, I am the Lord your God, and beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be of good health, uh, even as your soul prospers. Listen, church, he said, I will make a way where there is no way. I said, he said, I will make a way where there is no way. The rich may go on welfare. The Rockefellers may go belly up uh, and go bust uh, but you will not because the royal blood of heaven flows right through your veins. You are a child of the king. David said, I 
have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed begging bread. I don't know where Americans' economy will be in the year 2021, 2022, 2023, or 2024, but I know who holds my tomorrow. I know who holds my tomorrow. The gates of heaven are still in God's hands because they're in the hands of the living God. And God sent me here today to tell you on this broadcast around the world, everything is going to be all right. Can you give God praise and glory today in Jesus' name? Somebody lift your hands to heaven and shout amen and amen. People are concerned about world peace. Russia, China, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, China, the United Nations, Israel and the Arabs and the Palestine. Palestine. Let me tell you this about Israel. Israel is the only nation created by God. And he said, I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. Not another nation on the face of this earth, not America, not China, not Russia, no other nation can say that. God said to Abraham, I am creating the nation of Israel, and I am placing before all men the boundaries into my word. And I am making an everlasting covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there's going to have to have that property forever and forever and forever. And it makes no difference what America does, what Russia does, what China does, what the Arabs do, what the third world order does. God says, I have given this land to the nation of Israel. Now, if that rubs your fur the wrong way, then turn your cat around, bro. Because God said, I'm sovereign, and that's just the way it's going to be and the way it's going to happen. Don't grind your teeth over what's going to happen. The world, the world is going to do what God wants the world to do. I'm saying this to every one of you who can... Hear the sound of my voice. Don't be discouraged. Don't be depressed at the rumors of war. Look up. Look up. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is on the throne. Hallelujah. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipotent. He is God Almighty. And he, and not another, is worthy of our praise this morning. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say with me, Yet shall I praise the Lord. 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 Glory to the Lord. He is God. What is discouragement? What causes it? What are the results of discouragement? Most assuredly, how do you overcome it? Read with me Numbers 21, 4 and 5.
And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and for our soul loatheth this light bread. Father, in the name of Help us to learn from the children of Israel what we are experiencing today in our own lives. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. What is discouragement? Discouragement is dissatisfaction with the past. Discouragement is distaste of the present. Discouragement is distrust of the future. Discouragement is ingratitude for yesterday's blessings. It is indifference to today's opportunities. And it is an unbelief in God's word and God's character that what discouragement is, that's what it is. That's what disappointment is. Let me tell you something. God is faithful. Say that with me. God is faithful. God has never failed. God has never failed you and he, he's never failed me. So why are we so worrying about what God is coming through? God delivered Israel from Egypt's bondage. God delivered Goliath into the hand of David. God delivered Daniel from the mouths of hungry lions. God delivered Jesus Christ from the grave itself. God delivered you from the past sicknesses. God's delivered you from the past financial crisis. God heard you when you prayed for your children and grandchildren. So saith the, the Lord thy God. I have heard your cries, O daughter, O son. My wrath hath been kindled against those who do harm unto my children. Fear not, for I am with you. The valley that you are going through right now, he's the Lord and he's the master of that valley. So why are you disquieted, O my soul? Yet shall I praise him. The glory and the laughter of my head. While I may not see the answer, God has the answer and he will not fail you because God can never fail. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. So how do we know if you are discouraged? You're discouraged when you always see the fault and never see the remedy. You're discouraged when all you can see is the problem and you can never see the solution. Even when it's right there in front of you, you're discouraged when all you see is sympathy on your pity pot with your lower lip rolled out. You're not trying to spread cheer. You're trying to see how much sympathy you can get and pity 
you can gather for yourself. You go around trying to find fault with others to make yourself feel superior. Some people find fault in others like it was buried treasure. I mean, they almost have to build a Geiger counter for it. There was a salesman who went to a barber shop for a haircut. He'd be going there for a, a number of years. And he told his barber, he said, I'm going to Rome. The barber's who was from Italy, said, Rome is a terrible overrated city. <clears throat> he said, what airline are you going to be flying? What hotel are you going to stay in? Salesman told him. Barbara said, that airline is the sorriest airline on the planet. <clears throat> and if you eat the food in the hotel, you're going to get poisoned. It's terrible food, terrible. Salesman said, well, I was thinking about going to Rome because... I've got $10 million deal, and I want to see the Pope. The barber went on with this spreading of joy by saying, business in Italy is horrible, and you'll never get in to see the Pope because he only sees very important people. So two months later, the salesman returned from his trip to Italy, went in to see the same barber. Barber said, how was your trip to Rome? He said, it was wonderful said the flight was perfect. The food at the hotel was marvelous. The service was unbelievable. I made a $10 million deal and I saw the Pope personally and by myself. The barber said, you did? He said, yep. Barber said, what did the Pope say? Salesman said, well, when I bent down to kiss the ring on his hand, he said, my son, where did you ever get such a lousy haircut? See, when you have a lousy attitude, everything you do is lousy. Say it again. Lousy. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I told you. Well, we're up to 118 now. <coughs> you are responsible for your attitude. Forgive me, got a drink of water. You are responsible for your attitude. If you're suffering from discouragement and you have a hateful and negative attitude toward life and people, may I offer you some advice? Change it. Because attitudes do not have to be permanent. Listen to me. You are just as happy or as miserable as you you have made up your mind to be. When everyone around you have become jerks and no one is any good and, and, and all of humanity is out to get you, guess who has the problem? You do. David said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Say it with me. This is the day that the Lord, come on, you can say it louder than that. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. You rejoice by choice. Say that with me. You rejoice by choice. There was a Quaker who had a, a milking cow. Quakers are not supposed to lose their temper. <coughs> he went in to this one morning to milk the cow. And as he put the bucket down and the cow swatted him in the face with his tail. 
And so he wiped his face off and, and started all over again. She hit him again in the face with her, with her hoof on the bucket. He wiped his face off, straightened up the bucket, started again. His temper is starting to, to rise, about the chin high now. The third time he begins, and she slaps him in the face with her tail, and he puts his foot in the bucket. <coughs> Promptly kicks the bucket. Now the Quakers and his stool out and stall into the barn <coughs> into a number of unnamed blessings. Gotta forgive me, it's really warm in here. Now he's lost it. He walks in the stall and he says, Oh cow, thou knowest I'm a Quaker and that I cannot lose my temper at the at thee. But what thou knowest not is that I'll sell thee to the Baptist, and yea, he will drive that devil from thee. Discouragement. Discouraged people are victims of their environment. God's people are, are victorious in any environment. <coughs> Paul said we reign in this life through Jesus Christ. You always under in circumstances you shouldn't be. In Jesus Christ, you should be on top of your circumstances. Paul and Silas sang in the jail at the midnight hour. <coughs> I want to back up there because I was coughing pretty good. God's people are victorious in any environment. Discouraged people are victims of their environment. Paul says we reign in this life through Jesus Christ. Say that with me. Paul said we reign in this life through Jesus Christ. You know, you're always under the circumstances you shouldn't be. In Jesus Christ, you should be by our top of our circumstances. Paul and Silas sang in the jail at midnight hour after being beaten with all the Roman cat of nine tails. They were bleeding and they were in chains. They did not curse the darkness. They let, are you listening? They let the, the light of their soul begin to turn on the light of God. They walked out of that jailhouse with the keys in one hand and a newborn believer on the other hand. And they walked out singing and praising the Lord. I've got a, a, a feeling everything's going to be all right because Jesus Christ is the Lord of their lives. They kept on praising the Lord. At the Last Supper, less than 12 hours from his brutal crucifixion, Jesus looked at his 12 disciples and he said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, but such as I have I give unto you. He was saying to you today, I have peace that is greater than your storm. I have peace that is sure. I have peace that surpasses all understanding. I have peace today 
Say that with me. I have peace today. 2021. I have peace for you. Those that are listening to the sound of my voice. Christ is saying to you today, I have peace that I given to you in your life today. And when you have that peace that comes from Jesus Christ, you can walk in the in the storm and sing and shout because the victory is yours. Are you listening to me out there today? Around the world, are you listening? The victory is yours. I am telling you, saints of God, I don't know what tomorrow holds for all of us. I don't know who holds, but I do know who holds my tomorrow. I know who holds your tomorrow if you walk with Jesus Christ. And he said, everything's going to be all right. Because Christ holds your tomorrow. Permanent discouragement is rebellion against God. In Numbers 21, verse 4 says, And they were much discouraged because of the way. Five million people were having a Malox moment. Who chose the way? God did. God chose the way. They were following the cloud by day and, and the fire by night under the control of Almighty God. And, and what Israel was saying by their, by their pouting mentality was, God, we don't really want to follow the cloud by day or the fire by night. We want a Luke chapter uh, 410 straight to the promised land. We don't want it bumps and, and lumps. We, we, we don't want sand or grit. We just, we just want to go, boom, straight to the land of milk and honey. God is often trying to teach us a $10,000 principle, and we're looking for a $2 fix. When we get into the trials, instead of looking for God and looking for God's principles, we're looking for our, our Band-Aid solution that will not work. The principle here is God is sovereign. God is sovereign. God is almighty. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God loves you. And God is wise to make a mistake and, and not to want you to make a mistake here and there and to, and to loving to, to be unkind, too loving to be unkind. He is your heavenly Father and He will not allow anything to happen to you that's not for your betterment and for your benefit. Sometimes we have to walk that rocky road so that it will benefit us in the end. See, God controls every red ant that crawls on the ground and every eagle that flies through the air. And he has numbered the hairs on your head. And he has recorded the words from your mouth. And he has recorded the thoughts of your mind. He's collected your tears in a vase. And he's not forsaken you. And he's not forgotten you. 
and he will take care of you. And the day you come into obedience and quit worrying about your future, God's going to take care of it. Amen. That's many people's problem. They don't know a good day from a bad day. Do you know that for a hundred years after Jesus Christ was crucified, Good Friday was called Black Friday? It was. People could only remember that the Son of God was killed. But as the church came to want redemption and know what redemption meant, we changed it from Black Friday to Good Friday. When Joseph was bouncing on the back of a flea-bitten camel going into Egypt, he said, this is a bad day. But because of that bad day, he was able to feed his family and a family became a nation and, and fulfilled the destiny of God. Because of that bad day, there's a Chinese proverb that goes like this, a father and a son. The farmers, very poor, lived in an area of China where one house made a man wealthy and one day a house galloped. Excuse me, let me straighten that out again. A father and a son, a farmer's very poor, lived in an area of China where one horse made a man wealthy and one day a horse galloped into their little farm and they put in a corral and the neighbors all came over and said, this is a great good day. And the next day the horse ran off and the neighbors came over and said, this is a bad day. The next day the horse came back with a whole herd. Neighbors came over and said, hey, this is a great day. Got up the next day and the horses were all gone. What kind of a day was it? It was a bad day. This story can go on and on and on and on and on. The point is that we never, we, we may not know for years if today is a good day because we don't know God's plan for our lives. God puts all of us through detours. God takes all of us out into the wilderness sometimes. It's not because he's sadistic. It's because he has to show you what's inside of you, what you can do when you're faced with it. He had to show the children of Israel who had been in slavery, who knew nothing about how to govern themselves, what was really in them, and how to follow the Lord Jesus, or how to follow the Lord. You plan for marriage, and you get jilted. And that sometimes happens. And some women will say, praise God. And you cry your eyes out. Why is this happening to me, you say? But 10 years later, you see this guy or lady that you just couldn't live without. And you say, oh, thank God. Drugs, booze, neglect. Oh, a real winner, right? And you can say, thank God I didn't marry that person, that bum, that... <laughs> You plan for a career, and you get laid off in the recession. You can either get bitter or you can get better. I read about a man named Taylor in the Depression. 
He was a gifted engineer, lost his job. His wife had to go to work, the last thing he ever wanted to do. He stayed home and he took care of their children. Really, the last thing he wanted to do. While he was at home, he put together a small cart to push both of his children. He manufactured it and it became known as the Taylor Stroller. And in two years, he became a millionaire because they took the lemon that life had dealt him and he made a sweet lemonade out of it. Now you can take that setback of your life and, and whine about it, or you can take them, find a solution and use that to, to, to pave a highway to the promised land that God has for you. See, God wants you to prosper more than you want to prosper. He wants to bless you spiritually, physically, financially, and everything you put your hands to. I want you to understand that. So get off of your pity pot and quit wailing and whining about the past and start living today and tomorrow with the blessings of God. God loves you. Praise God. Give God. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and give God praise and glory. Listen to the excuses we make when we're discouraged. People say, it's impossible. How many of you have ever said that? How many of you have, ne have never said that? How many of you wouldn't raise your hand no matter what I said? Yes, impossible is what nobody can do until somebody does it. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. Nothing is impossible with God. If God can lead millions of people with a, with a crooked stick in the hand of Moses, he can use you and me. It can't be done. How many times have you heard that said? It can't be done. Don't tell anyone it can't be done. God may have waited for centuries to find that one right person who is ignorant enough to, uh, of the impossible to go out and do it for God. It can't be done. Like I used to tell my kids, can't never could. Can't never could until it was finally done. And they knew it could be done. They just didn't want to do it. God is able to do the impossible. And when God is with you, the Red Sea will divide. When God is with you, the manna will fall from heaven. When God is with you, water will come out of a dry rock. When God is with you, excuse me, he will provide your needs. When God is with you, everything will be all right. I said, I've got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. We're more than conquerors, church, through Christ Jesus, because we reign in this life through the authority of the word of God. Somebody needs to lift their hands to heaven and give God praise and glory. What causes discouragement? I think the one of the greatest causes of discouragement is exaggeration. We exaggerate over our problems. Are you listening to me? Hello. <laughs> how many of you, how many of you, I can't see your hands if you raise them out there. How many of you exaggerate your problems? I wonder. How many of you have ever exaggerated your problems? 
I can almost hear the hinges break as they, <laughs> as those arms went up. A little girl ran into her house screaming, there's a big bear, big, big, big bear in the backyard. There's a bear in the backyard. And the mother ran out into the backyard and looked and there was just a dog. She said to the little girl, I'm tired of you exaggerating all the time. I want you to go upstairs to your room and ask God to forgive you for the sin of exaggeration. And the little girl went upstairs, prayed her prayer, came back down. And the mother said, what did God say? And the little girl said, God said, don't worry about it. He said the first time he saw that dog, he thought it was a bear too. Here's an exaggeration we all need this week. America is number one. America will always be number one. And when we start to think about it and worry about it, we begin to exaggerate what's going on in America around us. Have faith in God. God bless America. God bless America. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you in closing of this message. And Father, I know that there's many things going on in America today as we see... Uh, we see the problems of, of, of this world coming in on America, surrounding America. People yelling racist, people racism, people uh, talking about this new, um, this new theory that's going through the schools now, being taught. But Lord, I have faith in America because I have faith in you. I have faith, Lord God, that you will... You will continue to bless this country. And I know, Lord, that there, there will be a time when, when the citizens of this country will have had their fill and stand up and be counted. And they will stop this. I know that the politicians have, have, have gotten a hold on, on too much of a hold on this country. And I believe there will be a time when the American people will stand up and say, back off to the politicians and say, no, no more. We the people, we the people who are founded upon our Heavenly Father, who founded on God as this country was founded on God, have had enough. We're not going to teach our children how to hate one another because of the color of their skin. It's never been that way and it never will be. It's time that we unite around our children. We've lost enough teaching time. They've been out of school long enough. And now you want us to send them back to a school that teaches them to hate one another for the color of their skin. I pray, Lord God, today, and I ask all those on the broadcast to pray with me around this world, to pray with me. America has stood strong because of the values and the morals that America has always had that it's one nation under God, equal, equal for all men, all women are equal under God. 
And I pray for that today. That America remembers who America is. Red or yellow, black or white, we are all precious in the sight of Jesus Christ. There is no critical race theory because there is no such thing. There is only those, there, there's no recognition of color. There's only the soul of mankind that is recognized. The love of Christ and God loves us all. He made us a diverse people. And we are to love one another as God loves us. And God loves us all for who we are. And he recognizes no color. And all lives matter as far as God is concerned. And as far as we are concerned as Christian souls. Let us go as God goes and love all people. All people of all races and all colors and all creeds. Let us love one another together in Jesus' mighty name. And may you shout it from the rooftop, amen and amen, until we come back together on Wednesday. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. Amen. We love you all. God bless.